Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored by David Isit in honor of the Rabbanim. Hazaku Baruch in honor. I would like to say thank you to David Isit in honor and on behalf of all the Rabbanim. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate your appreciation. Says the Pasuk, Adam ki akriv mikem. When a person uh, steps up and brings a korban, mikem korban Hashem. Adam ki akriv mikem. When a person sacrifices from amongst you, korban Hashem, a korban to Hashem. One of the most important things to understand is that Judaism is not a religion that attempts to be dogmatic. It's super important to get that the action of bringing the korban, if a person is not bringing along with that korban the appropriate or uh, the, uh, the specific intentions that the korban was supposed to engender, number one, the korban doesn't achieve what it does. But secondly, it even is worse than if he didn't bring a korban at all. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this. When the Navi says that the, that the Jewish people were going to be going into exile, he said the quote over there is quite, it's very, very harsh. Where Hashem says to the Jewish people, Mi bikesh zot, mi bi, who asked this mi etchem from your hands? Remos haserai, to come and trample, to come trample my courtyard. You're bringing a, what's it called? A, a sacrifice that it disgusts me. That's, these are the words that the Navi says. So what does it mean? The point is when the people were trying to pay God off with sacrifices, where they were evil and crooked and hating one another, when they were petty and acting not as human beings should. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at the sacrifices of those people, it's some sort of gratuitous bribe. I want you to imagine a police officer for one second pulls over a young kid in a flash car. The kid's driving 100 miles an hour in a school zone. Nearly runs over a child as he, you know, as he drives past the school. The police flips on his lights, pulls over the kid, and the kid says to the, what's it called? To the police officer, uh, here's $100, go buy yourself something nice. <laughs> what is he gonna do? What is he gonna do? The police officer takes the kid out, you know, puts some handcuffs on him, probably, by the way, takes the rest of his money out of his pocket, fine, but handcuffs and sends it to jail. That kind of arrogance, are you kidding me? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the Jewish people, don't make mistakes, don't sin. If you make mistakes, come bring a korban, get you forgiveness. Now here's the guy coming with his $100, throwing it in the police officer's face. What is the police officer going to do? Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Adam ki akriv mikem. You're going to bring me a sacrifice. You know what I want? Mikem. I want the sacrifice to come from you. You sacrifice something of yourself. Korban to Hashem. That is a korban to Hashem. When a person, by the way, feels feelings of uh, sadness or remorse over something terrible that they've done, that's a difficult feeling to feel. None of us likes to feel regret. None of us likes to feel bad about what we did. In fact, our psyche and our uh, brains do everything they can to protect us from having to admit those feelings. We'll deny it, we'll explain it away, we have many different answers for why we did it. We do anything to not feel bad. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that remorse in your heart, that's the point of the whole Qurban. In fact, I'll read you the line, the, the idea of the Gemara. The Gemara says that when a person is sacrificing a, a Qurban, what they're supposed to feel, Excuse me, the Shlach Kadosh. Even though you bring as a 
korban, this sheep or these cattle, don't think that you're sacrificing uh, this, the, you know, this, this animal. You are bringing on the Mizbeach yourself. And they are only Timurato. The word that we say when we do that, the, uh, the uh, before Yom Kippur, we take, the, we take that, we say, This is instead of me. This chicken should go to what's it called? To go to its death and be, uh, be we usually give it for tzedakah, to be eaten by poor people in their homes. Uh, you know, and me and my family, we should go you know, to, a, a, to a good life. When I recognize that really the, for the, the, the contributions I'm making to the world, I have not earned my place for another year. When I recognize this in myself and I say to myself that although this animal is now, but this could have been me, this should have been me. When a person thinks that, then they are planted the seeds of remorse, of repentance, and of repair. Without that, we don't, a person needs to realize that we have nothing. So what is this sacrifice, this Adam ki yakriv mikem? What does it mean to sacrifice from oneself? Now I want to share this concept because I think it's a very powerful idea. I want to share it from two different angles. The first angle is the concept called misirut nefesh. Everyone knows moser nefesh means to give your life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So as an example, Let's say someone, you know, puts a gun to your head and tells you to bow down to an idol. We know that there are certain things a person is obligated to give their life rather than do. Unfortunately, throughout the Jewish people's bloody history, we've had instances with Christianity, with Islam, where we were forced at the sword to make a decision. What they call in Hebrew, O Yehudi, O Tzlov. Either to be put up on the cross and crucified or... To, to, uh, to stick to your religion. We had it in Spain. We had it all across Europe. We had it during the time of the Crusades. We had it all throughout our history. And we understand that that is a classic terminology we define misirut nefesh with. However, Rabotai, the word nefesh, although it means to give up your soul, the word nefesh doesn't only mean soul. According to the Kabbalah, there are different levels of a person's neshama. We have five different levels that are that are spoken about. They are called Naran Hai, which means Nefesh, Ruach, Nishama, Haya Yahida. Normally we talk about the lower three levels of the Nishama, the Nefesh, Ruach, Nishama. But the lowest level of a person's soul is Nefesh. Nefesh is that which animates a person. The example that's brought in the Sefarim HaKedoshim, Ramchal brings an example for this concept of Nefesh, Ruach, Nishama, and he describes it as a glass blower. Remember, Ramchal was from uh, uh, Italy. In Italy, what, was they, what were they very, very famous for? If you've ever been to the islands of Murano and Burano, you see, they have this glass blowing. So he gave a contemporary example. He says you have a glass blower. The first thing he does is he takes in a deep breath, huffs up and blows up his cheeks, and then he blows into this long pipe. Through the pipe, he blows into a molten mass of glass. And that breath, as it enters into this boiling hot mass of red hot glass, it begins to expand the glass and it takes on the shape of a vessel. As he spins the pipe, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, um, the reaction of almost like a centrifuge, uh, as it spins round and round, creates a very strong 
pull for the glass. It spins until eventually it starts to create shapes. And then they hold up the pipe. It kind of starts to sink down. It creates a base for, this, for the glass. And they do this amazing articulate artwork that they can do with glass blowing. Says the, the, uh, the, the Ramchal, he says as follows. The nefesh is the air, the breath, that is in the vessel itself. When the air hits the glass and begins to expand it, that which makes it a vessel, that's called a nefesh. But very similarly, when God creates the very first human being, he blew into his nostrils, right? This ruach haim, this spirit of life that went into his nostrils and that animated him. It brought him to life. It gave him consciousness. The second level of person's nishama is ruach. That's the wind that sits in the pipe. It's a connector, if you will, between the person's soul that's in their body and this pipe going all the way up to the mouth of the glass blower. And finally, the nishama is, is in the mouth of the blower. Nishama is the same word as nishima, which means to take a breath. The Ramchal explains that what that means is that the lowest level of a person's soul, that which is in his body, which fashions him, is the nefesh, Ruach is the spirit that connects a person to Shamaim, and Neshama is the highest form of a person's soul. That is the part that remains, so to speak, in Bore Olam's mouth. The Neshama stays in the heaven. The Ruach is the connector, and the Nefesh is the animator. According to this, we begin to understand something very powerful. That means that the nefesh, whenever we're talking about the nefesh, we're talking about the thing that moves a person. Nefesh can describe a desire. It can be described as something that motivates. Misirut nefesh, therefore, doesn't just mean when you give up your soul and you die. Misirut nefesh also means when you give up a desire, something that motivates you, that animates you, that gets you excited. So when a person recognizes that they've sinned, in the first case, we find this idea, nefesh when a person, when a soul does a sin, and then he wants to gain forgiveness, so what does this desire that's now committed a sin, what does it need to do? It needs to sacrifice its desire. To recognize, as I'm bringing this korban, if I have a problem and I have an issue, with uh, you know, letting my heart lead me astray with regards, I, I'm too tempted when I'm around a tremendous amount of money, to be honest. I'm too tempted, I can't trust myself, you know, if I'm out you know, and the lights are low and the music is playing, there's a beautiful woman, I, I'm gonna make a mistake. I know myself, I'm, when it comes to this, I'm weak. I know that there's nothing, if I walk into a place and they have the finest caviar, however much I try, Rabbi, I can't keep kosher. I'm Majnoon, a guy tells me, he says, I can keep the whole Torah. He says, but I'm a wine enthusiast. I'm an aficionado, he says. He says, in kosher wine, he says, just does not compare. I don't know the difference. I'm not a wine guy. Bring me a scotch, I can tell you the difference. But wine, he says, he goes, kosher wine is not. I said, you know, I'm telling about all the awards that all these ones want. He's like this to me, like this, okay? He's for him, that's what he says, okay? Now, I need you to understand this. This is a guy who everything else he can do, but he's weak here. This is where he's weak. Moser nefesh means to give up that desire. And what does that mean? I'm not telling you that that means that you cut yourself off at the knees. That if a person is struggling, they have to go out and, because you know what, you try and do that, 
Every doctor, every psychologist in the world, what will they tell you? They'll tell you, you cut yourself off completely from something, you're guaranteed to fall back. There's no such thing in growth as jumping six levels. In fact, when we're talking now about the Mizbeach, we're talking about sacrificing desire. Coming to a place where you're giving up these things that make you make the wrong choices in your life. And what does it say about this Mizbeach, where we sacrifice our desire? Lo al Do not go up on stairs onto my altar. What's the difference between stairs and a ramp, Rabotai? A ramp, there's no proscribed level that you take next. It's a ramp. You want to take the tiniest of steps? No problem. You want to take a big step? You're ready for that? No problem. With stairs, the stair decides what the next level is. So says the Pasuk, You want to be able to sacrifice desire. Don't have prescribed uh, 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 levels that you need to get to. Understand that even the tiniest thing is something that a person can do to be able to do. So you know what? As an example, a guy told me, he says, I can't not have wine with my dinner, is what he says. He says, I don't mind doing everything kosher in my life. I can't not have wine. And he even gave me the name. He's like, something like that in France. I could, I, in French, I couldn't hear what he said. It sounded like he was in the middle of swallowing a, a, you know, a, a kibbeh. Now, as he, this wine that he said, so you know what I said to him? I said, fine, so eat your, your meal. Have your non-kosher wine. I said, fine, you're not going to stop? Okay. One thing I want to say. One, could you wait two minutes after your dinner to have the wine? Two minutes. He's like, Rabbi, I got to eat it with the dinner. I said, one minute. He goes, Rabbi, one minute I'll give you. What am I doing? Wine, wine, he can, he, doesn't, he can get away from wine. It's just not having a glass of wine with his dinner is the problem. One minute. Give me one minute away from the meal. And then maybe a minute and 10 seconds. And then two minutes. And then five minutes. Now the wine's not with the meal anyway. He can give it up. You understand? Know yourself. Understand that the process of sacrificing desire happens um, in stages. And not in stages that someone else made up. But that you made up. And that you decided. Like the Pasuk says, Adam ki akriv mikem korban la Hashem. When you bring a korban la Hashem in that way, Be'ezat Hashem, it will be accepted and you will improve day by day. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.